0: This is just football.
1: Hello just footballers and welcome back to the show. This week I'm delighted to welcome back as ever my co-host Dan P. How you doing?
0: I'm not doing too bad, thank you Dave yourself.
1: Yeah, not bad, thank you for asking. Uh, the good news is Dan S is on holiday. I say good news. It's good for that he's on holiday. I don't mean he's, always on, so he's, he's, he's always on holiday. He's always on holiday. Always. He complains about others, but he's quick to do it himself.
0: Yeah, I know he'll be listening to this now. So, you're always on holiday, leaving us to pick up, the, do all the hard work. He's probably
1: scouting another club twice his portfolio as well.
0: <laughs> I think he was worried about discussing the North London Derby so I think he intentionally booked it for this so let's let's keep an eye out for the return fixture.
1: Excellent good stuff.
0: (laughs) Hi Dan by the way hi.
1: (laughs) I, I hope you're enjoying the sun so currently here it's dull and dreary. Yeah it's atypical British weather I
0: think. Yeah yeah proper proper like sort of autumn day.
1: It is so let's kick off with the North London Derby. Uh, which ended in a Desmond which dan did ask what Desmond was and yeah. for those who don't know it is two two so Dan what are your thoughts on on the game itself
0: I saw I thought it was a really interesting game um in in the sense of it felt like obviously both teams really had a not well I was gonna say both teams had a lot to prove I, I don't think Arsenal did in this fixture because you've you know you've ruled that that fixture for a number of years but I think it was a key um key fixture for you to try it against stamp a title it, or or to make a mark in this year's bid i think for spurs it was such a crucial fixture i think to to come away with a result i i'll be honest i was prepared that we might lose that game um okay. we've played well we've had some great results but it is still really early on so i mean would I be sitting here saying after five games, you know, Angie's going to turn around, um, you know, we're going to walk away winners from a, a result, a fixture that's um seen us not be that successful in recent years. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily have said that. But I think, again, it, it's good as a Spurs fan to see the tenacity that that team have got. We've lacked or we've always been accused of lacking bottle or... um what's the word, um, you know, the ability to come back um, from disappointment. So I think it was great to be able to, to go down twice and come back twice.
1: So I suppose from a footballing term, you show character.
0: Yeah, yeah. Resilience, that's the word I was looking resilience. for. I think we showed resilience <laughs> in that game, especially, I think, um, you know, the Arsenal ground, especially in the last year, the atmosphere, the, the fans, I think it's it's. It's probably quite an intimidating place now um, for it's, an opposing team.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know Marek mentioned it well when he was on, but the actual atmosphere at the Emirates, it's rocking now. It really, really yeah. is. Yeah. It's gone in the days where it's kind of like the hybrid library and I was the previous stadium, but there really is a, a strong atmosphere and a yeah. good atmosphere at the stadium.
0: Yeah. And, and it's great to see both teams – enjoying having a renaissance at the moment. So obviously you're you know, Arsenal have carried on the form from last year. We've obviously regained form and I've mentioned a couple of times what's good. You know, in again five games, but the team just seem to really be enjoying playing and playing for each other and the manager. So that's great to see. So, you know, let's hope or towards the end of the season we're both up there still still challenging. But in terms of the game itself, it felt, it felt really weird. I think there were a couple of periods where Arsenal had a bit of dominance. There was right at the end when they seemed to get corner after corner and, and I think the first 20 minutes stamped the foot on it. But I think the whole game itself felt I th- I it was quite, quite even. I thought there was, um, like I said, I think a draw was probably the fair result.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was. And I would have taken a draw before the match. Um, obviously, you want your team to win. That's your one. That's your modus operandi. You want three points, regardless. If you play badly, three points is amazing. Um, I don't think. I think both teams played well. The game was littered with mistakes. Yeah, I think it wasn't. It wasn't like the game was on edge because I thought the, the way, the teams and players interacted, it wasn't like a, an old fashioned derby. But there was something that there was a bit extra there. Uh, w- what I did like was the quality. That was an offer. It was good to see real technical quality rather than that traditional blood and thunder sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you did see tackles flying in. I thought the referee did let a few go to start off the matches. But as the match progressed, uh, he, he did start with his, getting his card out. The Obviously, there are going to be some you know, flashpoints or talking points. That draw was a fair result. I still don't know where the 10 minutes came from at the end of the match. I thought it was bizarre. I know Madison was out injured for a bit for the second half, but I don't see how it accumulated to 10 minutes.
0: No. Like, it's it didn't feel... Half
1: almost.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel a particularly bad game in terms of, like I said, with time-wasting, I don't. there wasn't that much. Or fouls, really, or bad fouls, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um um, yeah, it's just, it's just to add a bit more tension, right?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, in terms of the games, I've got some stats here. Obviously, the game ended 2-2. Um, I think Arsenal had one more shot uh, than Tottenham did throughout the entire match. So I think it was 11-10, to 10, or sorry, 10-9. to 9. Yeah. Tottenham had more possession, which is interesting. But what's even more interesting, the, the possession Tottenham had Majority was in your own half. So I yeah,
0: think... And I, I, I think that's coming from this new style of play, of playing out from the back. I, I think that's yeah, that's key. Uh, so I, I, so I think that's... Sorry, I was going to say, and that's why I say I'm prepared, especially early on. We're going to concede some silly goals possibly because of that, but it's that's the mentality that Osterkoglu is trying to put into the team now. So you know, hopefully that's going to start bearing fruit more and more.
1: Yeah, and I think as your players adjust to it, I think they'll get better and better. I did notice that they didn't seem that comfortable playing out from the back. But I think that's all part of Arsenal's game plan was to put pressure on as well. You can see how high they pressed.
0: Yeah, We've got to remember three, you know, our goalie and two of our back line. This is their first Premier League season as well, so So it's it's comfortable, nervy, but Com- comfortable, I think, is at the moment how they're doing. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so the goals, obviously, we had the Romero own goal, very unfortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I thought, yeah, I think it was an own goal. Only just. It's hard to tell if Saka's shot was going on target.
0: and Then Son got a nice equaliser as well. On the Romero, one it was funny because when I saw they were talking about it being Saka's goal, I thought, you know, because he's clearly diverted. I-, I think. Depends. So, is it if it's going on target? Because I think the goalie would have had it covered. But it's the fact if it's on target, it would.
1: Yeah. So okay. if it deflected off Romero, but it was going on target, it would have been Saka's goal. But I think yeah, because he was seems to go think just outside the post. That way, it got awarded to Romero. Yeah. Uh, a bit unfortunate. Um, I do think it was a mistake on his part, but that can happen to any player. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we got the penalty, which is, uh, I think, uh, probably, depending on your perspective, it will be contentious.
0: Yeah, my view is, I can see why it was given. You know, it's clearly hit his hand. I can see why it was given, but I'm still. We've said it so many times. I don't know what the handball rule is because there's always, in a lot of examples, intention is thrown in. Now he was. Kneeling on the ground, wasn't it? Well, I think it was part way on the ground. So his hand really was. It would be if he was standing up. His hand would have been equal to being at his side, right? Mm. And and what's it supposed to be? If you're lunging down, is this the, 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 the is back? I don't. I don't get it. But I can see why it was given because it was going to go on on target, and it clearly hit his hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, my my take, whether it's a hot take or not. So she's an Arsenal fan. I don't think it was a penalty. I don't think it should have been given. Uh, and the reason being is, so, uh, and the way I view it, having played, so Romero's arm, left arm, was up because he needed it to balance. He, his right hand was down, like he's, he's heading toward the ground. So he's, he's trying to, you know, get that sort of central gravity right. And the ball was a yard away. So there's no way the ball didn't. His hand didn't move to the ball. Yeah, I think he was off balance. He was trying to right himself. And I think the shot deflected off Madison as well. Or he got Nick off Madison and was heading, you know, toward the roof of the net or possibly over. It's hard to tell. So I don't think it was a penalty. But later on in the match, I think Udogi,
0: he did handle
1: uh, on a corner, which wasn't picked up by VAR.
0: See, and I, I... I would have thought that to me that felt less of a penalty than Romero's, and, and like I said, I'm not necessarily saying Romero's was, but I can absolutely. I think I do wonder the referee viewing that at the Emirates, it being the North London Derby, and it, you know it's clearly ball, the ball has hit the hand. Did have a? Did he feel maybe he didn't have a choice? Because I'm wondering in his head is. If I don't give this, then I'm going to be slated. So, either way, he's going yeah. difficult. Is the time.
1: pressure from the crowd sort of, you know, lean to his decision making? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 VAR, it's the VAR referees that um, told him to go and view it. And uh, they're yeah. obviously nowhere near the stadium as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely an interesting one. It's definitely an interesting one that it really has divided people, this one. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and we'll come on to one person who, in particular yeah. who's gained yeah. more media attention. Uh, and then Son went on to equalise a minute later, uh, a Jorginho mistake. Yeah, unfortunate, but that's football. Uh, with a nice slotted finish as well. Uh into so the net. Yeah. Yeah. Which then ended 2-2. Now, I don't remember too much happening after that. I think he was quite tense and nervous and edgy, but I think the only clear... Ask, what's, your view
0: on the, what's your view on the Nketiah challenge on the keeper?
1: I think it was yellow. Because of the way um, you were playing, I'm not saying it's the right thing, but because of the way you're playing, you're playing around the back, and I think the ball was loose. or slightly loose. It was a, not a brilliant first touch, and I think he had a right to go for the ball. Now, he didn't go – He's kind of studs up, but he wasn't on the player. I think it was his leg that caught caught Vicario. Um, But I could look at other instances earlier in the match and think, well, Romero tackled Jesus from behind and didn't get booking. So I'm – it's a weird one because there seems to be so much focus on player behavior because I think several players got booked for talking to the referee or – gesticulated for a yellow card. No, but is, there yeah. were worse tackles in a match that didn't get a yellow card that were probably more deserving. And I think that's probably a frustration. It was frustration for me and probably for fans as well.
0: Well and and it's something we've said all along is is consistency is the frustrating thing. And you know, I'm not right in ref and not saying what they do is easy, but it is just the constant the consistent inconsistency that we see. Um but you're yeah, right, I think- I, I can agree more. Yeah, I think outside of the game outside sorry, outside of the goals, um, like I said, I, I think it's just great to have seen a, a really good contested North London derby again. Um the only other question I did have for you is what is your view then on, on the Raya um Ramsdale? Because, you know, a couple of weeks ago the discussion was um you know, I'm resting the player like any other, which is, is absolutely right. And then I think the view was that Ramsdale was probably going to come back in Champions League, but he didn't. So it, it does feel yeah. like Raya is his new number one.
1: It yeah, it's interesting. It was, um, in Raya's first match, he was really really good. His kicking was brilliant. And to be fair, he didn't have a save to make. In Champions League, he was absolutely fine. I mean, PSV were poor. I'll be honest. I mean, we, we battered them. It could was four nil, but it could have been a lot more. Raya really wasn't tested. Kicking was good. In this match, I thought Raya's kicking was poor. There's was, was a fair few times he kicked it out of play, but he made two world class saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one in particular. I think was it Son? No, it was um, Johnson. I think you're.
0: It was yeah 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 yeah. On uh, where Ramsdale applauded. Yeah, that was a great save,
1: yeah. yeah. Incredible save. But I know, I think we play Brentford on Wednesday in the EFL, is it EFL Cup. Is that what it's called? Yeah,
0: Cup. it is, yeah. yeah.
1: So it'll be Ramsdale playing in that. I would like to see Ramsdale playing again, personally. I'd like to see more of a rotation to keep them on their toes. Yeah. But uh, I don't know yeah. what goes on in training and all that sort of
0: thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll kind of leave it there cause there's a lot on just on this one game. But yeah, it's a shame because I actually I really like Ramsdale. And I think if it's a rotation, it's one thing, but it'll be interesting to see the next few weeks. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, he's got some big decisions to make in terms of the how settled each keeper is going to be. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
1: I've got, I think I've got three more things on the match. Okay. So I'll cover them briefly. So Saka Celebration um, mimics Madison. <laughs> That was yeah. quite funny, but what was interesting, and this is the second point, after the match, there was a lot of camaraderie between the two sets of players like on the pitch. So it wasn't that just went straight to the dressing rooms. It was they shook hands, exchanged shirts, etc. So which was actually really nice to see. In a yeah. day and age where you got this, I suppose, extreme rivalry, you can't like anyone at all because they play for the other team. Yeah, this was really nice to see is it is togetherness, but I think it's respect as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and we, like I said, I think Arsenal, especially being a young side, I think that's that's great to see. But yeah, as I said, I think Tottenham are just enjoying their football again, and I think that's a big part of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then my, my little segue from respect is Jermaine Jenis.
0: Yeah, I missed this originally. So yeah, so, so, tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so Jermaine Janis took to social media. He's actually talking about the penalty. And I'll probably bleep this out from the pod. But basically he said, complete shit house of a referee. They're all ruining the game. So it's not just one referee. He's basically saying every single referee is ruining the game. Right, right, right. Uh, now the the fallout from this, and i did message you guys i think this morning is that genus was part of the fa's love football protect the game project in which he calls for no more abuse in the sport so i think from there the perspective is he's being duplicitous
0: yeah yeah Uh, is he or did he just get caught up in the emotion and in that moment he was a fan but he's got responsibility elsewhere, especially as he's a pundit yeah. on Match of the Day as well, right? I think yeah,
1: he still is. Uh, so I, I guess the thing is, does he have a responsibility because he's public facing, he's part of the media to not come out and say things like that? And I, I suppose the other thing is, would he say it about the players?
0: Probably not. Probably not, but you can't you can't get away from the fact that it is – Ultimately, the referees uh, dictate how good a game can be. Uh, actually, no, that's a bit rubbish. The players obviously have got got to play a good game, right? But we've said it, it's we've said so many times. It's the it's a consistent inconsistency. Now, every fan's going to have bias, so you know it doesn't matter how unbiased you think you are, you will always have a bias. But I just think I think what it highlights is that. There is criticisms of refereeing that needs to happen. I just think he could it's, it's unfortunate. If, if it was anyone else, there would be no, I don't think there'd be this publicity, but because he is part of these groups, he should have thought about that. He, he needed to think twice before he clicked post. I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah, so Janice has come out and kind of apology apologised. He has said, I hold my hands up, I got it wrong yesterday. I should know more than most. The responsibility we have as fans, players and pundits and the impact our words online can have. It's an area I've been vocal in. So it's practice what this, you preach, but he's not doing yeah. it.
0: I think this does raise a biggest thing about professionals, and by professionals I mean players, managers, ex managers, players. I think there is a habit of them starting to get more aggressive towards officials, but I get that's because they don't often get the communication. We've said before, referees, it feels like a closed shop. They union. Yeah. So I get it's frustration, but I saw a video this week again. Um I forgot to send it on, I think. It was an under 18s game somewhere. And one of the the dads on the side of the pitch was literally chased a linesman across the field. He he was after it, you know, he was literally trying to get, grab hold of this linesman. And I was thinking as bad as I think sometimes what all we've said decisions are at no point should an official, especially because they're getting it because of the premier league or, or championship, um, the, the impression referees from the professional football league. So it's the Sunday leagues and the, the school leagues and, and the amateur mm. leagues where the officials are far more exposed.
1: Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's really, I mean, Genesis comments didn't really make media or get media attention until there's a Twitter, Twitter X, X handle called uh, Ref Support UK, yeah. who are a charity supporting referees. They're quite outspoken on the way people react and behave Toward referees, but I suppose, like fans, they're incredibly biased and blinkered in their approach. so this account is all about referees. Janice is let see he's tweeted about uh against referees. so I think there's no real balance in the yeah. conversation
0: yeah i I think from my perspective. There should be criticism either way, but I think it's got to be a respectful one. I think that's the issue. I think we're we're getting more into it's this whole t- social media toxic aggression. And I think absolutely professionals should show a bit of respect. However, referees and the officiating agencies, I think there needs to be, I've said it before, transparency, you know, I can only yeah. keep saying that. They need to show willing to be transparent with, with some of their decisions and rulings.
1: And uh, have you watched anything more of the Howard Webb sort of No, I haven't an... actually. I haven't right. either. So I, I've right, seen some different. reviews. Yeah. And they said that hasn't really been very helpful. So um, I might if I can, if I've got time, I'll take a look.
0: If you're yes. a referee listening to this and you've got you, you've got a different <laughs> opinion, no, seriously get in touch with us. Let us know. Come on.
1: Well, maybe we can try and get a ref support UK on the pod. You never know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, uh, that'd be great to have him on and get, and get a, a genuine perspective from the yeah. referee side. Yeah, definitely. Okay, a uh, very quick round out of the Champions League. First round, I think that's pretty much it. That's all we need to know. There, there were no surprises. Uh, the teams that you expect to win, one. That's pretty much it. Yeah,
0: what I'm looking do you to... Yeah, I think, you know, it was an interesting one. Bayern United was a... Felt like that. That was a good looking game, wasn't it? Um, it was, yeah. But I think, yeah, as you said, I think really once we get to game week four, I think that's where this should start getting interesting. Hopefully, Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, and then, well, we'll stay stay in Europe for a bit. So we had, we had a bit of who are I suppose between Ajax and Feyenoord, where the game Amazing, was abandoned, yeah, and due to. Flair's been thrown on the pitch now. My understanding so the game was abandoned around the 55th, 56th minute. game goes abandoned, I believe it's going to be re not replayed but continued. But Ajax and Final are threatening the Dutch league with legal action
0: not for the abandonment, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think from an Ajax perspective, they're looking at uh, they're worried about the number of games they have to play, so fixture congestion. And from a final perspective, they're arguing that the game shouldn't have been abandoned, you know, the three 0 down. I think, well, maybe that's good for them. But uh, yeah, so they're arguing the game shouldn't have been abandoned. It's Is, um yeah.
0: It's an interesting one, isn't it? Um so so it was so like I said, sorry, so they were three 0 up, weren't they? Um yes, yeah, so the final led three 0 up. And did you say Ajax were complaining about fixture congestion? Yes
1: yeah they're Sorry, complaining what's... and then fine order complaining that it shouldn't have been abandoned.
0: yeah, I mean I accent it's their own fans, right? so if they're complaining about fixture congestion, well it's
1: yeah
0: it, it's, it's it, their fans' fault
1: again, fans should know better, shouldn't they I mean the, if you're 3 it up, why would you even why would your fans do that? i yeah. I don't get the mentality of some they're not supporters but these people. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's sad scenes, to be honest. And it, it kind of marks, it's like another black mark against football.
0: Yeah, and we do see that quite a bit in European football, the flair, the whole flair thing. I mean, thankfully, it's not something we see sort of in, in England, but you do see that. And it's it's just, it seems so easy for them to get those in and, and abandon games. I mean, how many times do you often see, even at the start of the game, uh, goalies having to kick off players from the side of their goal or there's a bucket of water brought on so they could chuck Um, exactly did you also see footage of them like sort of smashing up the stadium as well or the internal? I think you could be the Ajax fans sort of like sort of kicking down glass doors and
1: yeah it's absolutely I don't know what's wrong with people sometimes
0: yeah yeah
1: it's kind of a if you, if you took X or Twitter as a barometer for society, I think that will be that will be it, and you can mimic that in nearly every walk of life.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, fans continued to demonstrate their fury after the match was abandoned. Yeah, footage on social media shows Ajax supporters seemingly vandalising the stadium as smoke bombs and flares were lit, while riot police on horses were seen charging at fans outside the ground. I mean, it's um, yeah, it's terrible. Terrible tear it gas is. was used, yeah. Geez,
1: yeah. Uh, staying in Europe, we're going to talk about your favorite player not playing for Tottenham, which is Harry Kane.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, good old Harry. Another, I was gonna say, another three goals. I'm choosing my words carefully there. Yeah, would
1: you like to explain why it's not called a hat trick?
0: Yeah. It's funny, wasn't in it? Germany? Because... On was it Saturday night or Sunday morning? You said, "Oh, so many hat tricks going on in in yeah in football this week," and um and obviously main one being Harry Kane. But then I looked it up, and apparently in Germany they have specific rules about what is classed as a hat trick, so he didn't actually get a hat trick. So I think the rule now is because the first one I found was slightly out of date, but I think for a player to get a hat trick in Germany. All three goals have to be in the same half. Initially, I did see a report saying they also had to be consecutive goals. So if you scored two goals, another teammate scored the next one, and then you got a third, that couldn't be classed as a hat trick. But yeah, they've got to all be scored in one half of football, which feels quite mean.
1: <laughs> it, it really does. A, a bit I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Do you know do you know why it's called a hat trick?
0: I, I feel like I did it at one point, but I'm no. Short answer at the moment, no.
1: No, fair enough. So it's not a, originally a football term, it's a cricket term. So the phrase came from cricket and was used when a bowler took three wickets from three consecutive balls. Then the club would give the bowler a hat to celebrate.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, so it's a cricket thing, blimey.
1: It's a cricket thing. But there's a lot in football history, there's a lot... Um, of times between football and cricket. I think they would often share the same grounds or they'll play cricket during the summer and maybe football during the winter.
0: We said the AC Milan, into Milan thing. That, that, yeah. was, that was a career thing there. But it was funny because you did point out, or Dan pointed out, that Harry Kane did take home the match ball. And I'm thinking, so has he now stolen that? Because maybe he was just thinking that back in England, you get the ball. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> has he had a rude awakening over there?
1: Quite possible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Going back to sort of not so much good news, but West Ham fans, uh, three, I think three West Ham fans got banned or banned. Yeah, orders. I just
0: saw it day four, because I hadn't, I'd, I'd missed four. this as okay. well. So I checked it, but yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and that was from their behaviour at the Sydney finals of the Europa League last season. So it's just taken a while for them to be banned, but ultimately it's a good thing. Uh, it is. And then, sorry, Dangon.
0: Sorry, I was going to say it is, but likewise, hopefully because you do often see a lot of fan trouble in Europe and I do often think the stigma around British fans from the 80s, which was a long time ago, still stands. And and I'm not saying that British fans don't cause trouble, but as long as it's equal is what I'm trying to say, because there was quite a bit of trouble at that game and I don't necessarily think it was all those four fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we look at things a couple of seasons ago when Liverpool were in the Champions League final in Paris, Yeah, when there was a load of issues outside the stadium where fans couldn't get in, you wafer immediately pointed the finger at the Liverpool fans. Mm. Now, following the review, it's actually determined actually, it wasn't Liverpool's fans' fault. It was actually the organisation and the yeah. planning. Yeah, it's not always fans' Um, Although a lot of time it will be, being fair. And then s- staying in Europe, uh, th- this is quite an interesting one. Grabara, he's a, he's a Polish goalkeeper. He really upset Galatasaray. And uh, as a result, his wife received a load of death threats.
0: Outrageous, so that.
1: And yeah, so, so basically he said Galatasaray Stadium... Is a
0: shithole. Yeah, a bit bleep in this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there is a bit. Yeah, uh, and as a result, uh, on social media, his wife got some death threats. And Galatasaray are expecting an apology from FC Copenhagen. which is, uh, It remains to be seen whether they get one or not. I'm, I'm not convinced they will.
0: It's, this is a really interesting one as well, isn't it? So like we said earlier, I think... He's young. You said he's young, isn't he? He's, he's a young guy.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, you yeah. know, no excuse. He's still an adult. But I think, you know, I think stuff like that. I'm not saying don't criticize, but we know, rightly or wrongly, well, mostly wrongly, we know how reactionary football fans are, especially in certain areas. And it's like, it's about that is never going to be a respectful comment. A dig is a dig, but that's an insult. And that's never going to be taken well.
1: Yeah, and we know. I think those in Turkey are extremely fanatical. Yeah, so it's um, but, yeah. But so- you know,
0: the death threats so, though is and that. But that's where then I, I have no sympathy then with the fans because once once they start, you know, once death threats and. And personal abuse are given to people outside of the player himself. I'm not saying the player should have got death threats. Sorry, what I mean is abuse aimed at him, uh, just to be clear. <laughs> There's no excuse, and it doesn't matter. It almost doesn't matter what the player has said for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed. Completely agree. So, uh, Grabara is he's 24 years old.
0: Okay. So, he, well, he's, he's, he's young in terms of footballing terms, but he's not young in terms of life.
1: He should know better. Yeah, yeah. And clubs do social media training as well, or education classes on them. Yeah, but yeah. Y- y- yeah. But he must there have really been angry. <laughs> Maybe he and Jermaine Janice need to have a catch-up.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think, I believe that's all I've got for news stories. Unless, is there anything else you wanted to mention? Or want to
0: go back. Yeah, I did just want to go back to the Premier League. Um, oh yes yeah, beating Sheffield United 8-0 and amazingly I think Liverpool have done this so as well, I think might have even been with 9, but the fact for me that stands out is not just the fact it was an 8-0 win, but 8 different scorers which just it obviously it can happen, but it feels incredible that each goal was a different player
1: Yeah, I, th- I think you're right to it is incredible then does it show how poor Sheffield United are? Uh, And maybe if we extend it further, to show how poor Burnley and Luton are at the moment.
0: Yes, it's definitely definitely been disappointing, isn't it? I think they've only got,
1: is it one point between all three of them, is it? Uh, So they've each got one point.
0: They've each got one point, yes. So three points from what, um, how many Uh, games have been played? 16 games uh, total. Yeah, so three points from 16 games is it's terrible really, isn't it?
1: Um minus I know we'll see that now, but it's a minus twenty-eight, uh twenty-nine goal difference combined. Yeah. It's, yeah, It is really bad.
0: I know, and it just but it does just show though the difference between you know, obviously these teams have all done really well. They've gone through 44 games in the in the championship plus all the cup games. So they deserve their place there, but it does just show I guess the gulf between the Premier League and the number, probably the large majority of of the championship sides
1: yeah, for sure do you do you see a way for them surviving at the moment? Still early days, obviously, but
0: no, I mean, day. I still want to stick to my guns and say that no, I think Luton was five, but I can't, I can't i don't know no it's It's really difficult dave I mean, the only thing is that's keeping them. In any semblance of saying they can get out of it is because basically Bournemouth, Wolves, Everton, and you know, you've got to throw Chelsea into it. I'm not saying Chelsea are going to be relegated, but they've all formed dreadful and they've kept them within touching distance because any other season, they'd probably already be fairly out of sight by now.
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, if we, if we look at Chelsea, because they're having a terrible run of form, is it you who said they've lost, they've only won seven games this year, this calendar year?
0: Calendar year, yeah, yeah
1: which is incredible. So Chelsea, have got Fulham, Burnley, Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, Brighton, and Man United. That yeah. is a frightening run of games.
0: Yeah. And also, if they don't score in their next game, Chelsea, I think they haven't scored at all in September, have they? So it um, they'd have no, goal of the month contender for them because they 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 literally haven't scored a goal um just having a look. actually no sorry no because chelsea play um chelsea play on on Monday which is October by then. and so I don't know if they're in the cup this week but yeah they haven't it's it's just a torrid time for them and and again and I I kind of you know this but i i thought I said in our prediction one that they'd probably turn it round but it's 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 amazing really isn't it you know, to to see that they're only on, you yeah, know, they're, mm. they're so far our the table. They're off. Uh, just having a quick look here. Sorry, they've got four points. Uh, sorry, five points. You know, they seven wins this year, not scoring goals. have spent billion, have got arguably a really good, or was a good sort of man manager, but you know, just not translating. I don't know what I don't know what they do where they go.
1: So do you think, given that they've gone through uh, Tuchel, Potter, uh, Pochettino, Lampard, that the issue is more around the club rather than the manager?
0: I think so. Uh, I I think so. Um, I do think it's difficult on on Pochettino because he's come in and yeah, he's had everyone Everyone's saying they've spent a bit, but he hasn't. And all these players, but they're not his players. So, yeah. But I think to get his team is probably going to take quite a few transfer windows because he's, they've got to, like we said, they've got to shift a load of players. And some of those are on eight-year contracts and they're not going to want to move if they're on good good salary.
1: Yeah, and, but I've also put players that are on very long contracts
0: as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, some eight-year ones. So... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's quite interesting, and like we said, the run of games that they've got is going to be fascinating to see come the end of that, which is probably going to be what November time. So heading into to Christmas, yeah, let's see. I think then we can discuss it. But yeah, it's um, I mean, again, early days. But they're nine points off fourth, thirteen off the top, and only um, up. yeah, two minus
1: off the, one goal oh, difference.
0: Yeah. And they're only four points off the bottom. <laughs> it's just unbelievable, yeah. really.
1: Yeah, I would to be a Chelsea fan. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad I'm not one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going back to Newcastle, I think it's a remarkable result. Result, A bit of a freak result. Um, just not often we see that. And I think Liverpool tanked Man uh, United last season. I nothing that might hit them for seven.
0: Seven-nil, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know they be Palace 9-1 years and years ago, uh, but it's, yeah, but even Newcastle, they're in eighth with nine points, so that they've got a bit of catching up to do. They're so nine points yeah. behind Man City, who are, it looks ominous at the moment.
0: Yeah, because, you know, last year they didn't do very well at the start, and they no. won. Now they're doing well at the start. I mean, it's going to be interesting, though, because... De Bruyne is out. They lost Gundogan, or as in they sold him. And is it Rodri now?
1: Yeah, he's suspended. suspended.
0: So I'm not saying they necessarily rely on, on, on De Bruyne and Rodri, but it's going to be interesting to see that because they, they play you. Is it? Do you play them next week?
1: Uh, I think it's the week after. So we have because... Bournemouth in the league, and there you go. Then, I think then we've got them.
0: Yeah. I think he's definitely missing. I heard he was missing for that game. So yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. But yeah, at the moment, six six games, six wins. I think it's only them and Inter in Europe that have got hundred percent records so far, so
1: Yeah, in- incredible. They're they are a machine. There there is one more news story actually. I forgot to mention. Yeah, right, yeah. Which is uh Jed and Sancho.
0: I wondered the, if you were gonna bring that up, yeah.
1: Well, we'll see, there's a few between himself, and Ten Hag. And now, according to media reports, he has been exiled from all first-team facilities, including the dining room, which is very important.
0: He can't even get lunch.
1: No, and he's deactivated his Instagram account, apparently. Sancho, not Ten Hag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It feels as though that club continues to be a mess. And yeah. I, I don't see how it's better for them at the moment.
0: No, it's like you were saying about Chelsea. This is what brought to mind this story again. Um, the, the problem is, I think a lot of people are almost having a go at Ten Hag. Now, the thing is, he's he's, he's got a right to criticise a player. But I think the problem is, it's just played out in social media. And I think yeah. this, this doesn't help add to the whole circus around what's happening there at the moment. I mean, but for me, it, him to it be banned is interesting. From everything, it's a banning yeah. that sounds in, is is intriguing.
1: So what I'm what I find really interesting. So Ten Hag or Hag, whatever you pronounce it, he can criticize a player in public, saying he's not training. The minute a player does it, the player's in the wrong. Obviously, we, we don't have both sides of the story. We don't have the inside track. It's kind of similar to the way sort of Janice criticizes the referee. Yeah.
0: Janice can mm-hmm. criticize
1: the referee, but where's the player criticism?
0: Yeah, and- it's. I think it's tricky with a player though because the, the manager is the manager. And if a player comes out, I guess, you know, having to go at the manager, I guess it shows a lack of respect and does it, is it almost like, trying to start a mutiny, it might be the perception, you know, I guess it, it is, it's a manager player, manager employee, respect, I guess.
1: Yeah, and clearly from Sancho, there is no respect at all. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, if I was Sancho, I'd swallow my pride. Because if you want to be playing football, and you want to be getting paid, you want to pay, get, you know, play for one of the biggest clubs in the world, just say sorry, and get back to working hard and training.
0: Yeah, which should be easy, right? Um, but I, I think I highlighted a few weeks ago, there is stories from his previous clubs of him having a bit of an actual run training, etc. cetera. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And there's also, I suppose, stories around players not happy with Ten Hag as well. So we, yeah. Obviously, we've mentioned Ronaldo in the past. Oh,
0: yeah. so as well. That club.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Where... Van der has been ostracised and not even in any squads. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. really yeah. weird. But, but them and Chelsea, it's, it's like, you know, Arsenal had a, 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 you know, quotes transition period. You know, there was a period you were winning everything and you were still winning cups. But it's not like your whole club disintegrated in that time where you were rebuilding. But it feels mm. like Chelsea and United have totally imploded. That's the impression it gets anyway, as a as a yeah. non fan, and and that's the I amazing thing more. to see.
1: Yeah, I don't have any other news, so I'm happy to move on to the quiz if you
0: like. I'm desperately trying to find some more news. We don't have to move on to the quiz, but let's let's do the quiz. Let's do. Quiz.
1: Well, this one should be easy for you.
0: You set me up
1: should there. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> um, if you. Okay, so what you're going to do? So you're going to teach me something first. <laughs> is Syria? Is that how you pronounce it? Was it Syria? Ah.
0: Yeah, I would say Syria. Ah. Yeah.
1: Syria. Ah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you very much. That's a lesson there for everyone as well. <laughs> everyone knows now. Do I win the quiz?
0: It. Do I win the quiz?
1: No, you don't. But you get a. No, you don't get anything. So what you're going to do, then? Yeah there are 20 clubs in Syria uh, and you're going to name them for me okay so it's this season
0: this season okay
1: and because you are Italian
0: yeah
1: I'm going to give you a pass mark of 17 you need to get 17 out of 20
0: I'm not going to get this I reckon I'll get about 14 15 let's okay Well,
1: let's, let's see how you get on
0: okay alright so we'll start with the obvious one for me we've got Inter yep uh, Juventus Juventus um, yes oh, sorry. AC Milan yep Um. Got my, uh, Roma
1: Roma yes <laughs> um Napoli very good
0: uh I'm just trying to see the opponent the opposing team as well. Uh, Torino.
1: Yes, good answer.
0: Fiorentina? Yep. Uh, Genoa. Yes. Seventy eight. Um We haven't got Parma, oh, they got eight. Um where did I go last year? Um Bologna and Verona.
1: Bologna, yes. Verona, no. Are, are you sure? Yes. Okay, that's what they were. All right. Well, what what are you thinking, by the way? Yep. Venezia. Is that how you pronounce it? They've got Vinesia. some amazing kits.
0: Okay, Venezia then. <laughs> no, they're not No, I don't either. think they're in there. Uh Atalanta, they're in. Yes. Who? Oh, um, are they still in there? Yes, Sasuelo. Sasuelo, very good. Empoli.
1: Empoli. Yep. Um, Lecce. Say that one again. Lecce. Yes. That's Great answer.
0: Oh, oh, God. Um, Lazio.
1: Lazio, indeed.
0: Uh, so, Lazio.
1: I think there's there. probably one more well known club. <laughs> Got five left.
0: So, you need two more, Dan. Two Is more! Inter AC, Juventus, Torino, Roma, said Genoa.
1: Did you say Verona, by the way? Yeah, I did. I'll give you that. It's, his, it's Hellas Verona. I'll give oh, okay. You.
0: Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I was going to
1: say. I thought they were. I want to be fair. but if if this was Dan S, it, it'd be pretty giving you negative points.
0: Yeah, but Dan's not here, so um... exactly. You have five left. Hey, I'm not going to get five. But I just need two. Do I? You do need two. Um, have I said? I've oh, said so uh, Did they. The local side, the local rivals to my family's town, I know were in Seriantan. Uh, I don't know if they're still there now. Salernitana?
1: I can't Very, remember. very
0: I'm... good. I should... Do you know what? I'm struggling and. Shows I haven't really paid attention this year. So it one more. Come on, come on, Dan. Uh, settle a trade. One. Juventus. Did you say
1: there's an obvious team? Where have I hit that? I. For me, there's an obvious team, but doesn't mean it's obvious for everyone.
0: I so think, that clearly though. does not help you. <laughs> so... Oh yes. yes, and and how many have I got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're just going to scrape it, isn't it? Calorie.
1: Calorie is right.
0: I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. I'm not going to get anywhere. Well
1: done, time. Dan. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so I just you, in it's Seventeen years. Do so. you want the other clubs? The other three. Yes, clubs?
0: please. Yeah.
1: So one of them you mentioned, but you didn't give me as an answer is Monza. Did I mention it? Well, you, you, you said it out loud, but you didn't. No, well, I said like, Monz, Yeah, because you, you were thinking about back.
0: it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: The other one. This is the the, the other club I do know. is you, Udinese. You yeah. And the last one begins with F. Fudge,
0: which no, is not is
1: Frazzanone.
0: No, Frozzinone. No, I wouldn't have got that. I, Yeah. Udanese, I forgot. Monza, I thought weren't in there anymore. And I wouldn't have got Frozzinone. So, yeah. Nice one. I like that. No,
1: good stuff, well done. We've, just, we've gone a bit more across Europe. Yeah. Uh, the other one I had wouldn't have been as would have been a lot harder
0: thank you so we'll we'll give that to dan actually it'll be my quiz next week
1: absolutely we'll give it to dan
0: cool anything else you wanted to cover off while we're here uh no i um actually i just want to shout out um the game game club pod and two blokes from blighty because uh yeah they've given us a shout out so joey and tim from two blokes from blighty and um Ironically, this, this episode goes out way before this one, This their one goes out, but I had a um, collaboration with them at the weekend. And I was saying, do you want to shout out your pods? Because there was two or three pods on there. And Joey said, no, I don't want to shout out ours. I just want to shout out uh, Just Football. So he kept shouting <laughs> out Just Football. So hi, Joey. But, yeah. Amazing.
1: Thank just, you just so, hide, so much. Yeah, hey, just to
0: hide anyone listening, basically. yeah.
1: And it's a lot brilliant. I don't have everything else. Just check out our socials. Check us out on X or Twitter, wherever your preference is, at JustFootballPod and Instagram. I haven't checked into the Instagram account. I haven't looked at it. I don't know what Dan's doing with it.
0: It was all, it all North London stuff. You, you wouldn't have wanted to see it. was all Tottenham stuff, don't worry. I
1: don't know whether it was <laughs> a holiday snaps or anything like that. Uh, so Instagram is also at JustFootballPod. Uh, check, check us out. Check our previous episodes out. If you want to be part of the show, you want to be, you want to come onto the show, let us know. We're, we're always happy to have guests. If you're a referee player, just like talking about football, let us know and we'll, we'll try
0: and get you on. Yeah, and check and check out the merch. Dave's done a brilliant job. Honestly, check out the merch because I want to get some stuff. Um, oh,
1: Thank you very much. I, w- I will get some once we've moved. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so I think that's it for us. And we'll hopefully see you next week. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.